guys welcome back to another episode we are talking about apta renewal whether or not we will do it do you think it's worth it did we think it's worth it also medicare medicare reimbursements insurance reimbursements i was like we just get into payments really and payments and also a bold prediction for the future i did i did get one so let's just go ahead and since we're just diving right in let's go head first You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right, you guys, we're back and we're getting right into it. And we're going to go ahead and talk about APTA and renewals and whether or not we're going to do it. Just the way you said all that just kind of sounded funny. Which part? Like, you you're like you yourself didn't know how you were going to be phrasing that so the way you were saying it it sounded like you were trying to think of the next word as you were saying things kind of i was also having to fix the sound on <laughs> the podcast i see that so makes sense it, it threw me for a loop there because i was trying to adjust at the same time also um, our audios might be a little different today because we're back at laura's house recording yeah so we're back at it bear with us with the audio change um we're trying to get to match back up again it's been a little funky lately um don't know why it is so if you're in audio let us know reach out to us um but we are talking about whether or not we're going to renew our apta renewals and ken let's just start with you yours doesn't come up for a couple months but will you renew it so my situation's kind of weird uh, i was part of the apta and halfway through it apparently i got kicked because my membership was supposed to last a year Halfway through, it said I'm no longer a member, and it had me re-sign back up. Did you ever reach out to them about that? No, I just re-signed back up. Because <laughs> I was doing, like, the month-to-month payments, and nothing, oh, re- nothing really changed. Maybe they stopped month-to-month or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, um, I did yearly. But I feel like I am going to renew, and we're going to get into a little bit deeper why we are going to do that. As far as like the Medicare side of things, but one reason I feel like in general too, there's, there's some pros or some cons when it comes to the APTA for sure. Um, I have a couple of friends that are PTs and they are not big fans of the APTA just Mm -hmm. because what happens is you try to look for that immediate value. Yes. You, you're giving them this money and if you're not getting anything in return that you can visibly see, then you don't think it's worth it. So a lot of Agreed. my friends that are PTs are just like, nope, like it's just, they weren't doing anything, and a lot and we a lot of it happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And we did have a guest on, that's part of the APTA, and she kind of broke it down for us a little bit more. So we'll leave links to that, her interview in the description below. But yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Like, um, I will also be renewing mine. I do mine annually, so maybe that's why. I don't know if maybe they stopped to month to month and or changed something. And that's why you got maybe kicked or something. Um, I didn't even realize there was a month to month, but I do it annual. Yeah, I do month to month. And there is definitely some like immediate benefits, I guess you could say, of like. So they do have, but let me put it this way: most large corporations have this also. So, like I was saying, uh, large corporations also have this where um, 
you get benefits. So like because you're part of a member of the APTA, for example, you can get discounted rates for certain things. So like discounted rates for cars, discounted rates for movie tickets, discounted rates for theme parks, other shopping places where it's like a certain percentage off that they kind of do for like large groups. Now, most corporations actually have this benefit too. Um, But not like if you work for a smaller company, this is something that you can use immediately and they have an app for the APTA app that you can go on and you can check and kind of use all that stuff with too. Um, but in the long run, I'm with you, the renewal, like the, the major things you, you aren't going to see. And the hard part sometimes is we don't do a really good job of announcing our wins too. I think it's because it's been a while since we've had a win, if that makes sense. It does, yeah, and it's. Let's try. I was trying to look for like exactly what we get discounts to through the membership. Um, another reason why I feel like, at least for me and Laura, because of doing this podcast, we try to look up new methods and research and studies and articles on certain topics, and the APTA has all those resources for us, so it helps us find more content to be able to talk about. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't for this podcast, though, do you feel like you would still be a member? I think so, because, again, it's behind the scenes. So one of the things that recently, you know, I do, I get the journals. I'm not going to say I'm like super active of hunting things down, but I do get the the monthly. Um, I think they're monthly, technically. I don't even pay attention when they come. Uh, but whenever they do come in, I get the magazines and I think I get like the weekly updates, too via email and so there's certain things that will catch my interest or I'm like ooh, let me see that um and one of the things that came in today like literally yesterday is an article about one of the things that they're working on with a bill that's a bipartisan bill which is really going to help us with payment and getting increased from medicare um you know this bill is pretty much trying to make it so that we're on a pay raise rate schedule for reimbursement with medicare versus just at this time of year we'll adjust it's like an automatic like payment plan in a way of increasing payments so that way it can actually go with inflation as time goes up and then that way we're not just being like okay real life inflation's gone up but we're taking a dip and a hit and they're trying to help fix that in the long run of things too so like that's something that's gonna take money and time unfortunately because we do live in a society where money makes things happen that's gonna take if we want that bill to pass we have to go out and we have to talk to these congressmen and house representatives and everything like that and tell them why it's important because you are asking them to spend more money from the government pretty much and let's just be honest if you pay anything attention with the government we're always in debt <laughs> so not everybody likes to spend more money so you we have to show why and that takes a lot of time of um you know going and discussing it and not all these people are in the same area and so there's a lot behind the scenes we don't see but that's working towards improving payment rates and that can be either on a national side like medicare or we have I know, for example, here in Nevada, um, one of my bosses, he he works with um, the Nevada APTA. One of the big things they're working on is insurance rates and stopping companies from just coming in and saying, hey, 
give us this flat rate, but you can only come to us um, and undercutting us because that's what we're doing to ourselves right now. We're having companies, large corporations come in and undercut us in the outpatient setting and say, hey, we'll only take $20 from you for the per visit, but you have to send us all your business and can't technically go anywhere else in network. Um and they're trying to stop that via legislation too. And so these are things that are behind the scenes that initially we don't see, but they are working on and, and it does take cost. And so there's also other little benefits like we talked about. Um, there's also, you know, insurance benefits too, if you're kind of out a little bit more on your own. Um, doing continuing education benefits. Yep. There's continuing education benefits if you're looking for quick ones. Um you get discounted rates on if you're going to like the larger events if you're a member. Um, like I know MedBridge, you get is it a hundred and fifty dollars off to MedBridge? Yeah, well, which, but even like the CMS event. Oh yeah, like they they also have like their own yeah little continuing credits that you can go for. Yeah, but like any of that, like that whole entire conference, you you got a better rate if you were technically an an APTA member. But I feel like, yeah, it just kind of comes out, for me personally, I feel like it comes back down to if we see that immediate benefit. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're looking for, then I, I understand why you don't see the value. APTA, but like Laura was saying, like a lot of it is behind the scenes. A lot of it takes time and a lot of it takes money. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be patient and know that they're fighting on our behalf in order to raise our rates, um, work with the insurances. Right now I'm doing a little bit of marketing and going out to doctor's offices, they'll ask me, like, hey, do you guys accept this insurance? And unfortunately, there's several several clinics here in our valley that have exclusives to certain contracts. Mm-hmm. But the reason why they get upset is because, and also for the patient side of things, is because every single patient has to go there. Now they're backed up. Yep. So they see all the regular commercial insurances, but they also have an exclusive to, let's just say, Silver Summit. Mm-hmm. And now every single Silver Summit owner has to go there. So they ha- they're backed up three months in advance. Yeah, because it's and, not like they're just only taking Silver Summit. They're yeah, taking they're still multiple. taking everything else and including just that. So they're trying to find places to send their patients, but they can't. So it just kind of creates this roadblock in patient care, really. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's big that if they're able to fight for the insurances to be accepted everywhere and not just an exclusive to one clinic, then that will help, one, patient care, and two, the clinics, because right now – Definitely gets hard if you're not able to accept some insurances, even though if the medical offices are trying to send. Yeah, no, like I'm a hundred percent with you on that because it, it it completely doesn't make sense that we we're working against ourselves in certain areas, and so we need to kind of like combat that with legislation. So, you know, one person can't just continue to undercut the whole entire field in a way, and it it is so hard. I will admit this: it is so hard to give that large of a chunk of money over because it is significant yearly um if you're not you feel like you're not seeing the benefit and honestly prior to us really doing this podcast and researching and talking with Macy like I did not fully see and understand the true benefit of the APTA and I'm not going to say it's perfect there's in no world is there any organization that's absolutely perfect but they are trying to improve I'm I'm watching their social medias, there's things that they're trying to improve on. They're trying to become, I'm noticed PTAs are becoming more involved in it too, which is awesome because originally they kind of weren't, they didn't really have a say. And, you know, 
our voices and our money um, definitely can help with that uh, in the long run of things. And so um, I'm not saying it's perfect. It might not be for everyone. There are definitely some amazing articles that you can get off of there. We have found some very interesting ones um, to talk about. Uh, like I said, we found this one about the whole Medicare and how they're trying to fight behind the scenes again for the pay schedule to change and us get reimbursed a lot, a lot quicker. Um, and so that's kind of like what we're seeing on our end and why we're renewing our membership to the APTA. So jumping over to the, the Medicare, mm-hmm. so it's something that we just kind of brought up. So the Medicare is another thing that the APTA is kind of fighting for, and it go, goes hand in hand with why we're also renewing. So last year, if you're unaware, uh, we came out with an episode last year on Medicare reimbursement rates for people. Which, by the way, can we just say the fact that that was a year ago was crazy because I feel like it was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it is. We've been <laughs> at this for a year. Uh, so we'll leave a link to our original post about the Medicare if you want to listen to that episode when it kind of going down. But now it's been a year. So the reimbursement rates went into effect January 1st of 2022. AKA we got reimbursed less. So PTAs are being reimbursed 85% of a full reimbursement for any services completed by PTA. This starts at 10% of the treatment. So once you do 10% of the treatment, you start adding a CQ modifier that indicates that the services provided were a PTA. So that mm-hmm. tells Medicare, okay, so now we're only going to reimburse you 85%. And the issues with this were our pay, our value, really. Because if companies start seeing, like, okay, well, PTAs can get reimbursed less. If Medicare does it, what's stopping... UHC, UMR, Silver Summit, Medicaid, other insurances from also reimbursing us. Which, by the way, I will state this, they have tried to bring that to Nevada, and our Nevada APTA actually stopped that from coming to Nevada. Benefit right there. Yeah, so just keep that in mind too, guys. Like, There's things that we don't even know that's trying to happen and being stopped by um, either your state level or you know the national level. So the worries with this going into effect are the job status for PTAs. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen to the pay from the companies to PTAs? Some people suspected that it was going to go down. That from 2020 to 2022, that we were going to be paid less because we're getting reimbursed less. Companies can't afford to pay us more if they're not getting paid more. This kind of goes full circle. It's hard for Mm -hmm. us to ask for a raise when insurances have so much power and how much they get reimbursed in the, in the company. So now it's been a year. Have you seen this affected to you personally? Um, I don't necessarily say I can see it affected personally to me. However, I look at the increase of how much just inflation has happened in general and the cost of like how much like ours have grown over the years too, like our payment wise. And I don't think it's we've seen a great increase overall in like our hourly wages because of this. I think if we had this had not happened and inflation had happened, we would have seen a larger like raises happening. But I think there it has played a factor. Um, 
I know, luckily I work at a company where we see more than just Medicare's, but I know other places that most of their clientele was mainly Medicare's. And so they just decided to not hire PTAs anymore because it made it easier for them. Because the pay difference was just like, okay, well, yeah, there's a pay difference between paying a PTA and a PT. But then, you know, if I have a PT instead of a PTA with Medicare and I'm treating all these Medicare's, A, I don't have to worry about getting paid less per visit. They now also can take on more evals and discharges and progress notes and just kind of take on all that more work um, and kind of share the load versus a PTA who can't do those things too. So they might even be able to get more patients in. Um, So I've seen it affect in some of the smaller clinics where they're not hiring PTAs. Um, So I definitely think it's played an effect on it. Personally, me, I don't think I've truly felt it. Um, that also could just be because of the, t- the time I left and the time I returned. Um, I didn't really feel that hit, I guess you could say. Yeah, because you started working again. Um, I started back of November last year. November, okay, it's kind of the tail end of 2020. Exactly. So, yeah, because I wouldn't know what the difference was, at least in your company Mm -hmm. at the beginning of 2022, if new policies went in place. And I wouldn't see really if like raises changed or anything like that, really, because of I wasn't there long enough for that. So, I kind of transitioned jobs in 2022 from one clinic to another. I would say for me personally, what I would see more of is if PT and the PTA were free at the same time and a Medicare was coming in the PT would treat them. Mm-hmm. It's in order to get that full reimbursement. Um, other clinics that I know of, they would completely have to change their schedule around so that the PTs would only see the Medicares and the PTAs would see all the commercial insurance. Yeah. Um, the, the, I guess the good and the bad from that is PTAs are like they're, the company itself is still getting its full reimbursement. So they're maximizing the reimbursement. But now the PTAs are doing more commercials and maybe more populate, more like patient loads because P- Medicare's can only be seen once like on Medicare at a time. Well, you can technically double book them. You just can't charge for a full session. Well, yeah, you just so you have to change. cut loss there. And so Correct. you're looking at so it. So what do you do? You have to exactly. book out the entire hour. Otherwise... You're not going to get paid more. Like you think about it, like I look at some of our Medicare sometimes and I'm literally like, are we even getting paid anything for this? Because I will have two Medicares on my schedule, double booked. So of course I can only charge them at max three units because of the way billing can break down because how you split your time pretty much. And then I think about it on top of that, I'm doing both of those treatments and there's automatically another 15% cut. So it's like, what are we really getting for these treatments? Exactly. And then you're also seeing both patients when you could have just seen one patient and been able to charge more units out of the one patient, but you're still going to get that 85% loss or yeah. the 85% reimbursement. 50%. Yeah, it's 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 a battle. It's a battle I think we'll always have in healthcare, um, unless it's literally becomes a flat rate in a way of where it doesn't really matter how many, like if the patient comes in, you just get $85 for the visit type thing, which Blue Cross Blue Shield does that. I believe, um, if I remember correctly, if they're, they're the, the ones. ones. And I, I will, will say, say, like, 
my PT doesn't like to know which ones pay like less in billing or have those rules or restrictions because she doesn't want to treat them differently. But at the same time, like I kind of wish I knew a little bit more because I know we have a couple that are also like that where it's just a flat rate doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And I was like, if that's the case, then I'm not going to spend time here to make sure like my units all are best worked around billing wise, of course, within like still not, I'm not trying to make anything false or, you know, fudge anything or anything like that. Like truly still based off of what I do, but like, so you know how some exercises you can You're trying cross, to like maximize, maximize your, your time, your billing. Your... Because you know how like some exercises like, oh, if you had just done like two more minutes or something like that, you could have gotten another unit out of it. Well, if it's, you know, I'm not going to stress about that if I'm just getting a flat rate. If the patient's like, I feel like the patient's ready to be kind of done. True. I mean, I can see the pros and cons of both. Yeah. Like, just treat everybody the same. Don't worry about it. But then at the same time, if you're trying to be more efficient, there's a lot of insurances. Everybody's different. So mm-hmm. unless you really try to memorize all of them, it's just going to be different. I, I had them memorized for a while. <laughs> but again, like that kind of goes back into the first half of the episode about the APTA and why we're renewing. Mm-hmm. So the, these are the things that they're fighting for. They're fighting for the Medicare. They're fighting for the insurances, our pay, pay raises, the inflation. They're trying to get people on board so that we can get paid more. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, like in the outpatient setting, a lot of people get upset because we don't get paid as much as we feel like we should sometimes, especially in the outpatient setting compared to all the other settings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's definitely the most coveted. Everybody wants to be, not everybody, but a lot of people I know want to be an outpatient versus inpatient or home health. And unfortunately, like their job. Well, so, is that or we have to see so many patients at the quality. The volume, yeah, the burnout, the volume. Yeah, there's it's not the same as like home health and acute. The other settings we've been in or we've talked to people that are those settings and let me press first it this way guys um we think all settings should be paid more as P- ptas <laughs> true we think we all do um but it it does suck that um you know we get a little bit of short end of the stick in the outpatient setting a little bit um i will say this too the crazy thing is pt has become so much more popular over the past couple years so many more insurances are requiring it prior to um, more invasive procedures. They're requiring it for medications now for approval. And it's like, okay, if we're requiring more patients to go, we need to get more access for these patients to go somewhere. Um, and I, for example, I we have a PT who does women's health. She does pelvic floor. Um, so she does a lot of women's health, but they can't book her out. She can only do like one or two days at the most for pelvic floor work because of the reimbursement rate is not worth it for them to spend a one-on-one hour because she says it's more one-on-one because of the feedback you have to give. And so they can't double book. And so they lose so much more money because the reimbursement rate is not worth the hour of time. And there, she has a wait list going on for people to get in to see her because she only can do a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's kind of a sucky thought. Yeah. That the insurance is what's limiting. And that is why... The the patient care. And that is why I will be renewing my APTA because that is a lot of things that they are trying to fight from the back. And, And if you guys are ever curious, ask. Ask your local ones. Reach out to the Fed, like our national... 
they'll tell you what they're working on. Well, some of the stuff they can tell you. Some. Yeah, some stuff are secret, apparently. Yeah, we learned that. There's yeah, some we did. Behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> um, I have a future question prediction. Got ready? No. <laughs> sure. If they raise our education requirement from an associate's to a bachelor's or beyond to lessen that gap, do you feel like that would it would change the 85% reimbursement rate? Or, in other words, what do you feel like would have to happen for them to change the reimbursement rate? I don't think it's changing. Nothing we can do, even if we raise our education level. I think if we raise our education, we might be able to get to do more things out of it. Like um, maybe more like, like progress notes, progress notes or discharge if they reach all their plan of goal. Like they reach if you think about it, like if you're seeing the patient, like again, this is if we have more education, guys, I'm not saying this as of right now type thing. It's a thought. But like, like if, if your PT treats, evaluates, makes the plan of care, they reach all their goals and their goal is like if they reach all these goals, then they'll progress to home exercise program and be discharged from physical therapy and you do a reassessment and they completely reached all those goals you could discharge them that day because you followed the plan of care and it's all set into alignment so like i could see things like that maybe possibly happening um and where we can get maybe more money on top of that but in the long run i don't think the pay rate difference is going to change because it's not just us medical assistants, PAs, nurse practitioners, they all have the same issues. Um, so for example, a PA, if you see a pay, PA, they get paid less from your insurance than if you had actually seen the actual MD doctor. I wonder if it's by a lot. It's uh, from what I understand. There it's are about some the facilities that have like seven PAs to one MD. Yeah, because it's still cheap. They're cheaper to pay. They'll take that pay cut because it's still in the long run for them cheaper to have PAs. So. You don't think it's going to change? <sighs> I don't think so. I hope so. I I just don't see it happening. However, though, I am very hopeful that we will get on a better payment plan that will reflect. So at least it will c- continue to climb. In the long run, I don't think... This will truly hit us as hard. Like, I think we're going to take an initial hit. But in the long run of things, I think it will just progress to even out again. I think the hard part with adding those extra responsibilities with the schooling is if people, they get grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. So people who had the MPT and then they switched the requirement to a DPT, they got grandfathered into just still being a PT, doing all the same stuff. The education level just went higher. Mm-hmm. If they increase the education level for PTAs from an associate to a bachelor's, but now you're able to do more assessments, discharges, progress notes, do associate level PTAs have to go back to school and get those skills? Or do you feel like they'll be able to get grandfathered into? I think you have to grandfather them. Like, I don't think there's an option. You have to grandfather them. It's the same thing. But even if you get those additional responsibilities? But you... Same thing happened with PTs when they were a master to a doctorate. When they were a master, technically they needed a doctor's referral to evaluate and treat before anything. 
when it became a doctorate, that was one of the things that, that they fought for was direct access. And that's why they actually went to being a doctorate. And everybody was grandfathered in. Now, doesn't mean those who have a DPT are the only ones who can evaluate and treat patients who don't have a referral. Um, MPTs can also do the exact same thing, even though technically they did not have the full amounts of schooling and the same thing that DPTs have. So I think you could still grandfather PTAs in. And if you wanted to, if they want to do extra things and you want to cover just maybe like laws of what you can and cannot do, because that's really what I think it's going to come down to, because we're not technically evaluating anything still. Um, if anything, we're just still making sure that they're in line. We're taking our objective measures. We're doing all that. And that's that will tell us if they've hit their goals. Correct. Because that's, that's usually how we make our goals. Or how PTs make their goals. Um, if if anything, I just make it a CEU. Make it an additional requirement for that year that if, hey, if you want to be able to do this, take the CEU course. And then you're good to go. Because I don't think, yeah, I don't think you need to return to school. Because again, majority of what we know, we learn in the clinic. We learn in our settings. Um, we grow with the times. So that would be literally saying like, hey, this new technique came out. You cannot do it until you go back to school and you learn it. That's that's impossible in science in general. Um, so I, I definitely think it would be a grandfather in situation. So. Laura's bold prediction for the future. I'm going to we'll step up my up little. This, we'll wrap up this episode. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening. As always. We appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to like, follow, do all the things. Check out our socials, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Um, Laura's going on vacation, so we are about to prep for more of that. So we'll catch you guys. Alright, bye. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.